Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. I hope you're doing well. Hope you're having a great day, evening, weekend, whenever it is you might be sitting down and listening to this. Now, predominantly when I have a guest on the podcast, we record over Zoom, StreamYard, an easy way to connect because a lot of the guests are from out of province, out of country, or, you know, scheduling. It's tough to line up a time to record. Well, I was fortunate enough with my guests this week. He came by Casa de Grainmaker. We sat around, we chatted wrestling, and it was a really fun chat. So joining me this week on the podcast is James Roth. Now, James just recently won the CWE Elite Eight Tournament, a hell of a a showing by him facing off with Chisel Chad Daniels in the finals. James is also one of the hottest rising superstars in WPW. If you go to a WPW show, and I encourage you to grab your tickets for the upcoming show at the Burt, because there are still still a few tickets left, you will hear the reaction James gets, and it is incredible. So James stops by, we talk about growing up, we talk about his, uh, playing hockey, doing uh, CrossFit, powerlifting, all of that sort of stuff, getting into wrestling, and we just have a really fun chat about wrestling. So without further ado on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, James Roth. So let's talk your fandom in wrestling. When was it? What got you hooked? And like, what drew you into professional wrestling? Uh, you know, I can't think of a specific time or moment. It's just always been something I've been interested in yeah. ever since I was a kid. Um, going back to, uh, I'm not trying to date myself, but the early 90s when I was a really young kid. Um, like being a fan of, of like Hulk Hogan and The Ultimate Warrior and, and guys like that in, in uh in the WWE, WF at the time, obviously, but uh, like it's always been something I was interested in, always something I, I enjoyed watching, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, even from a young age, uh, uh, like me and my brother would like wrestle in the backyard, whether it was in like, in the pool or in the trampoline or uh, or in the snow, like we're you know tr- trying to do what we see on TV yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. And it was always uh, fun for us. So it was always kind of something, Hey, you know, Hey, like I, I think I could do that. And so then like, just as I you know continued on through life, um, I got to the point where it was, uh, you know, I might, you know, I try not to have any reg- re- regrets in life, but this might be something that if I don't actually try it, I'm going to really wish I had. Mm-hmm. So, uh, maybe it took longer than I thought or longer than I wanted. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm certainly glad that I did. Mm -hmm. I'm having so much fun doing it. And it's, you know, it's almost hard to believe it's already been two years since I've had my first match. But, uh, you know, the the ride has been been so much fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, hopefully I can continue to do it for at least a few years more. Did you ever do, like, any, like, amateur wrestling in high school or university or anything like that? Nothing uh, big. No. Um, the junior high I went to uh, in Winnipeg, John Pritchard, uh, they offered uh, amateur wrestling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was like a, a school division thing. So there was like a, a divisional tournament and, mm-hmm. and other tournaments you could go, <clears throat> excuse me, go into. Uh, but really it was just like the practices and then you go to divisionals. And and that was pretty much it for the season. It was a very short season, like maybe two or three months. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like in grade seven, eight and nine, I I did uh, I did do that and I won my weight division uh, in grade eight. Uh, uh, so yeah, we had a like a good team. I guess I think five of us won our, our weight classes okay. at that particular tournament. Not that that really means anything. I think there's like five guys in my weight class. <laughs> um, but, but like amateur wrestling, it's not really as popular in Canada as it is like in the states or elsewhere. It seems like for like the younger levels like junior high high school yeah like uh, i think a few years after i left um it got i think taken away completely i don't know if it was like a safety thing Mm -hmm. i don't know if too many kids are getting hurt or the interest just wasn't there um my brother did it before me he's three years older than me so he went through it first and he ended up doing a little bit of training with uh at the u of m okay um i think even through high school he was doing it um like he enjoyed it he was really good at it too um he was training with uh, what was his name Wayne Weathers I think I think he was a former bomber and 
and wrestler as well so that he, he would train with them and he, he like he just did to, to stay in shape and have fun with it and you know, gave it up i think i think before he graduated but certainly he didn't continue on through his post-secondary education but uh but yeah like you said like it's it's not really a, a big sport in canada it's certainly mm-hmm. not in winnipeg i don't no. hear too much about it um which is kind of a shame like it, it's fun mm-hmm. um i mean yeah there's the risk of getting hurt but you can say that about anything for sure um but it's it's really great because it's uh you're learning like, your strengths your weaknesses the body awareness is a big thing and uh like it for me it was it was fun and uh, like i kind of wish there was more of an option for it for, for kids because it's another sport that kids can try and i firmly believe that kids should try every sport mm-hmm. and it, being in manitoba i mean with the climate we have i mean for when you're in school i mean it's already cooling off you have winter for four months so what why not have like a wrestling program you know at least it's another activity to get the kids involved not everyone's going to be into basketball or volleyball so why not wrestling try something different you know yeah exactly um not everyone's going to be a superstar basketball or volleyball or track or uh, whatever else schools are offering, but just having that one extra option would, would be great. But it's, I guess it's a matter of finding, uh, someone to coach and, you know, we got to share gym time with everyone mm-hmm. else too. So, it, I mean, fortunately something's got to get cut and maybe that's just the case right now, but who knows? I mean, when you were growing up, were you going to any of the local shows back then? Any, you know, when WWF was coming in town, did you go check that out or was it mainly just TV or watching? Oh. When I could, I remember yeah. going to, um, I guess it would have been the third or the fourth in your house in 95. With, uh, uh so it was the night, uh, where, uh, Sean gave up the intercontinental title yeah. to Dean Douglas, to Dean Douglas yeah. and, then, and then Razor comes out and wins it. And so I remember going to that show. Um, I think I had to go to the bathroom, like somewhere in the middle of the show and i missed uh, like bam bam's entrance so i was kind of <laughs> kind of upset about that because apparently they had like the pyro and it was really cool mm-hmm. um so yeah like uh and then like whatever like a house show like i yeah. like we tried to go but obviously like, what, like i played a lot of hockey when i was a kid so you know that would usually take precedence yeah. over going to a wrestling show um and then like if there was the ever like the the local chalmers show or mm-hmm. something outdoor like i remember uh, going to one and it was like it was outdoors and there might have been 30 40 people but I mean like as a kid like I thought it was great oh like, yeah I mean it's still still wrestling you're still looking at these like really you know big guys and they're they're, they're doing what I watch on TV so uh, this is cool this mm-hmm. is so much fun so I like I, I mean I rewatched that in your house a couple of years ago I did a review on it and the Mabel and Yokozuna match was one of the worst things I've ever seen <laughs> But I can only imagine back then thinking it was great, but you watch it now and you're like, this is garbage. <laughs> well, like, uh, for the longest time, I had a taped VHS of WrestleMania 8, and I thought it was the greatest thing ever, mm-hmm. only to learn later in my adult life when I, you know, through, like, reading more about wrestling and other and podcasts and blah, 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 to, like, learn that, like, WrestleMania 8 is, like, one of the worst reviewed or worst <laughs> thought of WrestleManias of all time and like oh this is awesome like, but like you watch it back now and it's like yeah I mean it was okay but like yeah I mean it's not obviously it's not the greatest but like you know, <laughs> six year old Dylan was like oh this is sweet like, I was watching it like once a month yeah but uh that one in WrestleMania 10 because we had that taped on VHS at my grandparents house or not WrestleMania 10 um the one that was in Las Vegas, so that was nine. Yeah, we had that on v, like record pre recorded on VHS you know, off the pay per view. So we would always watch that one over when we were there because they lived out in the country. There's nothing mm. to do, so you'd put that on. And I mean, th- you, I can remember that card from top to bottom just because of all the stuff like Bobby Heenan riding out on an elephant yeah. backwards. Because why not? You know, it's crazy, it's fun. But I still hate Hulk Hogan to this day because of that. So stealing Brett's thunder. Yeah, yeah, unnecessary. But yeah. I mean, like, I was a Hulkamaniac as a kid. Oh. I, mean, I, I love Bret Hart too, but uh, yeah, it, it didn't really need to happen. No. <laughs> um, you mentioned hockey, and I know you were big into hockey. D- you started at a young age playing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I started skating, like, basically as soon as I could stand on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, like, my, my dad was coaching my brother, and then my mom was working evenings or whatever, so, like, 
my dad had to bring me with me and so he just put my skates on and okay like go here's a stick here's a puck go play in the other end by yourself like yeah. i'm gonna you know stick with your your brother's team here and and then eventually like i, I my first year of organized hockey i guess i was four and then wasn't very good at four and then like got better at five got better at six got better at seven and then i was playing on all the um like the best teams for my age that were available mm-hmm. and just you know kept going through there and so yeah like i had I had a really good run um uh like made it up like through double a through triple a and then uh was drafted into the western hockey league yeah and you know unfortunately things never worked out between uh, the team i was drafted by which was the, the calgary hit yeah um so you know, as, as cool as it was to be drafted, like, oh, shit, like, maybe I'll get to meet Brad Hart. Like, <laughs> like, still, still a wrestling fan, but... Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, things, like, never worked out. And then um, I decided that, okay, well, maybe the WHL isn't the route for me to take at this point. So, mm-hmm. like, okay, well, you know, I haven't ruined my eligibility to go to a uh, school in the States because uh, I don't know if the rule has changed uh, since I was, like in my teens but it was if you played a game in the western hockey league you, you were not down. able to go to the ncaa yeah so had hand done that like okay well i guess i'll play junior a mm-hmm. you know hope for a scholarship of some sort preferably d1 for a full ride and then i can go somewhere in the states and and get get my education mm-hmm. uh, and still play still play hockey uh, so i had a lot of uh, d1 offers when i was uh, after i graduated high school i went out to bc and played in the bchl uh, that is probably still the best uh, junior A league in Canada yeah. to get scholarships. Like they were pumping out like 90, 100 scholarships a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas like uh, like the MJ here in Manitoba, like maybe five or six, maybe a, maybe a dozen on a good year. I don't know. Like, and, and it's not to say like, the MJ is bad hockey or anything. It's just it's not advertised the way it was in BC where like you go to BC or the Alberta Junior League at the time as well like you're coming here because the goal is to get a scholarship yep. to, to school um, so I did that for one season and then uh, ended up getting traded way out to the east coast so I played my last two seasons of junior in New Brunswick and um, again great hockey mm-hmm. uh, great players my billets were fantastic um, I really enjoyed my time out there um, but again, like that league was not really advertised as a scholarship league. It was more of you're either going to the Quebec majors or you're coming back from the Quebec yeah. majors. Um, so, and that wasn't really my goal. Like I wanted to go to the States uh, for school. So the, the D1 schools I was talking to kind of fizzled out because they, they weren't really sending scouts to watch me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I was getting a, a lot of D3 offers. Uh, but again, like, you know, you're you're paying for some of that. Yeah. It's so like I remember the... Uh, the the D3 national champions had called me and like, yeah like we really want you to come out like we think we'll be a great fit on the team like yeah that, that's great um, at the end of the day it all comes down to cost though mm-hmm. so they got back to me a little later like, yeah like we talked to our admissions and you know we got your enrollment down to like forty thousand dollars like oh and like yeah it's forty thousand a year oh yikes oh. and like it's like do I really want to do that? And like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was a really good school. They didn't really offer anything I was interested in at, at the time. Um, I could have kept playing hockey, but it was just the risk versus reward uh, was not, uh, not in favor of me continuing playing hockey. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, I, I mean, the dream was over and had to hang him up and, mm-hmm. you know, not, not everyone makes it like a very, very small percentage of, of kids that start hockey you know, make it to make it to the pros, and you know, you know, it is what it is. And Even, I thought if, I thought I felt like I worked hard enough and I deserved more out of hockey, but you know, like I said, it's, it's not for everyone, yeah. and you just got to get past it. Even getting drafted into the WHL—that's a huge like that's a huge kudos. I mean, because with how many kids play hockey, I mean, sure, there's you know, the OHL, WHLQ, you know, those options to go there, but. You have thousands of kids playing hockey, you know, and that's in each city, each town. So, like, just the chance to get drafted, it's still a huge, like, remarkable accomplishment. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, I was still super proud of, uh, of what I accomplished and, and to be able to, to be drafted as high as I did uh, because, like, it wasn't just, like, again, the Western Hockey League, it's Manitoba, Saskatchewan, yeah. Alberta. 
uh, BC and then like some of the, the northwestern states as well. So and then they're also drafting from like the whole west side of the United States. So there's the, the pool to draft from is is massive. Mm-hmm. And so for me to be, I was selected 48th overall. So to go in the top 50, I thought like that was huge. I was the, like the fifth player drafted out of out of Manitoba. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jonathan Taves went uh, went first overall that year to Tri Cities, and I mean he already kind of knew that he was going to go to UND. Yeah. Um, and then like with John, it wasn't a matter of if; it was just a matter of when. He's, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna turn pro. Yeah. Um, so like. He, Growing up, there was like there was John, and then there was like everyone else, um, and like a lot of us were, were close. But there was just something special about John. We mm-hmm. just knew he was going to do something in hockey, and he's. Like, I hope he finds uh, somewhere to play again next year. I know he's had some health issues the last couple of years. Yeah, but, uh, I'd hate to see him go out like that. Oh, for he's, sure. He's like a, a great kid uh, growing up, and I think he deserves to to go out on his terms and and not be. Uh, and not uh, leave on injury or, or health. So I still remember the the World Juniors that he played in, where he scored the three goals in the shootout. Oh yeah! Like I was listening to it on my car radio because I was driving at the time, and they were playing the games on twelve ninety. And you hear it, then you go back and see the goals afterwards, and it's just unbelievable watching him on the ice. Yeah, just just a clutch uh, a clutch uh, hockey player, and. Uh, he, you could see it when like growing up just playing against him like nothing phased him on the ice like he was his hockey sense was so much higher than than all of ours and um like it was surprised but really not surprised mm-hmm. that he was able to pull that off on a world stage so mm-hmm. um i know that you did some power lifting for a while um saw some videos doing like at the brick house competition yeah. and stuff like that up on your instagram so when did you start getting into weight training and lifting and all that uh so like i've always i've always been interested in in working out and, mm-hmm. and staying in shape and it was mainly uh, mainly for hockey uh, because i mean that was the thing up until i was like 2021 20, yeah uh, so i was always uh, in the gym regardless um and then once hockey was done i was like okay well you know i guess i can stop doing the specific movements to, to train for hockey and uh, like maybe I'll just get big and strong and try something different. Yeah. Um, so I stuck with that for a few years and it wasn't really powerlifting or anything okay. at, at that point. It was just like, you know, I was going to uh, the Y and it's just like, okay, well here's your you know, program for the day or whatever. And so I was doing that for a few years and I was just changing up the routines every now and then to, you know, to keep a, uh, keep the body guessing i guess as, mm-hmm. as some people like to say but um <laughs> uh, but yeah like i was i put on some weight uh fairly quickly got got really strong um and then uh you know i was not playing hockey i wasn't really going to school like hey well i guess i have to get a job and you know start adulting <laughs> <laughs> um and then so i was going, like uh, i was still going to the y and i you know i was talking to the right people and uh a lot of them happened to be firefighters. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I guess the the local wrestling community would probably know that I, you know, my everyday job is I'm a firefighter. Yeah. Um, so I went to, I went and got my fire training, you know, got my full-time position. And then one of the guys I worked with owns a CrossFit gym. Uh, so he owns uh, CrossFit Octus. Uh, so if you're, listeners are familiar with the winnipeg geography it's right at the corner where plessy turns into grassy on the northeast uh, side of the city uh so he you know uh hey like come out come out and try it like it's Mm. something different like all right i'll come out and try it and turned out it was awesome i really enjoyed doing it and i know that crossfit kind of gets uh crapped on a little bit like they're just a bunch of idiots throwing weights around all willy-nilly with reckless abandon no no reason it's like yeah like i'm not going to disagree with you but you know if you go to the right place and you preach form and technique and mm-hmm. don't do more than you can handle like it's a really great workout and it's a lot of fun uh so i started getting into that and then ended up uh help, helping him coach some classes there and then uh, one of the other members was getting into powerlifting, and uh she was kind of doing that on her own uh just because it interested her and she she asked me to help her out uh, a couple of times because there was a competition coming up um 
So I said, okay, well, yeah, like, let's pick a couple of days, you know, what little I know about uh, powerlifting, which really really wasn't very much, but, like, I'm happy to come help you out, see if I can spot anything, uh, maybe form-wise, maybe there's something I can critique that might help you out in the long run, I don't know, but... So then uh, a week or two before the, the, the competition, she says, well, why don't you do it with me? Like it's an amateur event. Like there's, there's nothing like, Mm -hmm. well, sure. What the hell? Why not? Yeah. Uh, so I entered that and I ended up getting second, uh, with like zero training. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't train for it at all. Um, but just from what I knew of lifting, uh, Olympic lifting through, uh, what I picked up at uh, the CrossFit gym. Like the first event was just a, you pick up the bar and then it's just basically shoulder to overheads. Yeah. So I think it was like a 185 pound axle bar. So the bunch of guys had gone before me and they're doing like the lift like to their stomach and then they try to roll it up to like the bottom of the rib cage and then, then try to do the press overhead. And I was looking at them like, okay, I guess I could try that because I hadn't done that before. I'm like, well, I think I'm just going to clean it mm-hmm. like from the floor to my shoulders and away I go. And, and it was light enough where I was able to do that. And then I just started hammering out reps and I won that event by like 10 or 12 reps. And then, uh, like I said, I got placed second in that one, which was, you know, a bit of a surprise considering like, these guys train for this yeah. kind of thing. And I'm just walking in as like the, the CrossFit guy that, uh, uh, and then, uh, what was it? I guess a couple of weeks later, that like you said, the Brickhouse was offering, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was their first one. Uh, they were trying to get bad, Strongman back into uh, making it more of a thing in, the, in Manitoba again. And I placed second in that one too. Uh, so it wasn't me so much training for Strongman or powerlifting as much as just like, this is fun. Yeah. Like it's... It, uh, just, like, again, like I watch it on TV, um, like with TSN, like there's nothing on in the middle of the day, like the show, like the old strongman from yeah. the eighties and early nineties and the, the Magnus for Magnus and then like the big, strong, uh, Icelandic guys. I'm like, man, like that's cool. Like I want to try that if yeah. I ever get the chance. So there it was. Uh, so I gave that a shot and I'd ended up doing, I did the one the following year and like another second and, um, but like it was just so much fun, and uh, if I had more time, I'd, yeah, I'd like to try to continue to to train like that. But uh, there, there's something to be said about being able just to lift heavy things, even yeah. if it's you know once or twice, just to be like, "Yep, I did that." You know, it's like yeah, like like the one event, like it was uh, like the car deadlift. Mm-hmm. So like you're not physically lifting the car, like there's the the apparatus that's attached to the car, and mm-hmm. like you're lifting the back end or whatever. Um, but still, like you're picking the the wheels up off the ground so like it looks cool so like i got like some good videos of that and like it looks like i'm lifting up a car but i mean just you know mechanical advantage and your angles and blah 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 and yeah you're picking up a car (laughs) even training because you mentioned you know doing the clean for the that one the first lift Mm -hmm. pardon me because i like you know i go to the gym and like i remember trying to clean for the first time not knowing what i'm doing and like I had trouble with very minimal weight just because it's m- like movements and motions that I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. So it's something you really have to, you know, actually train for. You can't just go in there and think, yeah, I'm going to do, you know, like 150 pounds, you know, no problem. Well, if you're not familiar with it, you ain't lifting shit. Yeah. And then like, uh, like I was like lucky that I'm, I don't want to say I'm naturally strong, but like I can go in and, and pick things up, but like, well, like when you're getting into like cleans and snatches and deadlifts, like, yeah, like you need to be strong to, to lift heavy weight, but you look at some other guys that no form, no technique and are lifting twice as much as you and make it look easy. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's something to be said with, you know, paying attention to that form and technique, which is what we would preach at, uh, at the CrossFit gym and what I still try to maintain, uh, even today, like when I'm lifting, uh, whether it's at work or at home, like I'm still like, Okay, maybe today's not my day because I just want to f- focus on my form because yep. like obviously I don't want to get hurt either. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I want to do is get hurt lifting something that I know I shouldn't be lifting, but just trying to you know make myself feel good about still being yeah. strong. So, um, but uh, yeah, like the strongman powerlifting, like I'm a big fan of that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's talk about getting into wrestling. I mean, you mentioned you've only been doing it for two years. Yeah. So uh, initially, 
what got me into it was again uh, me and my brother went to a show and um i want to say it was one of the the rumble to remember shows in it was at saint boniface what was the name of the holy holy cross maybe um but anyways it was the one that uh the tyler colton one okay and uh so like me and my brother were sitting i think second row or whatever and it was great host and then uh the uh champ comes out at the time and i'm, I'm looking at him like man i know that guy mm-hmm. and it, it was it was adam knight and i'd see adam knight every day at the gym and uh not that we were like you know good friends or anything but like, he's like hey man how's your weekend yeah like we're there at the same time so you, you just you say hey what's up yeah because you know, you're, you're pleasantries and just yeah. like man, i get a spot blah 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 yeah and it's like man i didn't know he was a wrestler and so after the show uh kind of hanging around and you see him so i approach him and he like he recognizes me mm-hmm. say, hey man like how's it going oh like good you enjoy the show like yeah it was yeah, it was a great show like how did this never come up mm-hmm. he's like oh well you know it's not not really the first thing i would i bring up when i'm talking to people yeah. like okay i get that he said yeah like i've been doing it for like you know, 20 years i've been all over wrestling he's like, oh, holy shit how do i do this mm-hmm. he's like oh well uh just message uh it was uh, aj sanchez and uh you know just tell him i told you to message him and let's go from there and so then i started doing a little bit of training this would have been i guess 2017 and so i was there for maybe two or three months uh i was helping out on some and then once you start training and you start helping out on helping out on some shows so i helped out at uh, the show that uh, paul orndorff was on so i got to meet him so that was really cool uh and then just you know things got life got in the way yeah um so uh and i blew my knee out then the the following spring and then just things happen and yeah dad and uh i guess it would have been 2000 and yeah it would have been 2020 so just uh right before my my oldest daughter's uh birthday i thought you know what you know things are kind of settled down now i want to give this a try so my uh my fiance said yeah you know what got some time go for it mm-hmm. have fun okay so i messaged aj back hey i know it's been a couple of years but you know, i'd love to love to get back into it if you if you guys would would have me back so we got right back into training and then covid mm-hmm. so that kind of slowed the process down a little bit um obviously because you, you know try to follow the rules and yeah of what was in place whether you agree with them or not i mean that's your own opinion but um it uh, really slowed things down because i thought it was progressing fairly well and then we were running the was it the 12th anniversary show into in 2021 uh i was asked to to do my first match mm-hmm. uh, i felt like i was ready enough to to handle what was asked of me to do on in that particular match and um the whole goal with wrestling was you know do the training get one match and then i can say that i've i've done it yeah you know i've I've accomplished the goal i can say i've done a professional wrestling match it was recorded Mm -hmm. there's proof of it no one can say i didn't do it Mm -hmm. and i would have been like totally happy just like kind of walking away from it yeah i did it i'm happy i'm good Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, hey, like, you know, we're we're doing this tomorrow. Can you come back tomorrow? Like, yeah, I can do that. And then, you know, one booking leads to another, and like, it's it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm having the the time of my life in the ring. So like, I and now I'm like I said, it's almost uh, two years now, and I'm seventy six matches in, I think now. So um, I try to make as many shows as I can. Yeah, but uh, like I've. No, but I'm just having it's like it's it's hard to describe how much fun that I'm I'm having when I get to wrestle. So that's quite a bit considering that COVID took a big chunk like out of that. You because know, I mean shows weren't running in Winnipeg till probably late 2021, maybe. Yeah, something so, like that. Yeah, because yeah, it there was a solid year and a half it seemed where there was nothing going on. There, CWE was doing their TV tapings in front of like you know nobody there. I think. Uh, PCW tried to run one show out of town, I think, and that was it. They had planned a few other ones. Those ended up getting 
postponed because of restrictions and everything. So, I mean, there was nothing. And, like, now it seems you go to a show and it's their shows are selling out. The fans are just rabid for it because we missed out on it for, you know, almost two years. Yeah, I think that's uh, probably helped a little bit, having that, I mean, the lockdowns where no one could go go to anything. So I think people are still kind of getting that out of their system and mm-hmm. just almost going to anything that they can. Um, and hopefully like we're the shows that we're putting on, like it's a good enough product that we're, those people want to come back. Yeah. Um, and then as far as like me getting in the matches, like, yeah, it, it was slow because like there, the shows were kind of few and uh, far in between, but now like there's so many shows that, um, you know, I can't make all of them because of my job and my family, yeah. and, but like I do what I can. Um, if I could make more, that'd be great. But I mean, it's not the top priority. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I think like right now, I think the goal for myself is like, yeah, hey, I want to hit a hundred matches mm-hmm. and then I'll get to a hundred and which will, the way things are going might be the end of the year, might be early next year where I can hit that, uh, that target and then kind of reevaluate and say, okay, well, what's the next goal? Is it 150? Is it 200? Is it, uh, is it wrestling in the States? Is it wrestling in Mexico? Like what, what do I want to get out of it now? So it's my, like last year I wrestled in, in four different provinces, which I thought was, was awesome. Mm-hmm. Concerning like the initial, like the first thing was like, yeah, I just want to get one match in and, and maybe, maybe that's it for me. But then it was like, I'm wrestling in Manitoba. Like, Hey, like there's, can you make these shows in Saskatchewan? Like, Hey, like we're going, going to, they need a guy in Alberta and like, Oh, there's this tour in, in Ontario. So to hit four provinces in one year, I, I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's like I, I used to travel for hockey all the time, and like now I'm, I'm traveling as a professional, <laughs> traveling as a, traveling as a professional wrestler. So it's uh, it's a little bit different, but uh, you know, being on the road is kind of kind of the same because I grew up with it. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's fun. Well, that's what I was kind of wondering because I know you know playing hockey, you're traveling for tournaments, you know, out of town games, all of that, and I wasn't too sure if you had wrestled outside of Manitoba when I was kind of prepping for this. So that was something I was going to ask, because if you did have aspirations, you know, to, you know, wrestle for different promotions outside of Manitoba, you know, because you look at Western Canada and just how many there are out there. And I mean, Winnipeg has quite a few as well, but, you know, you go to Alberta, it seems, you know, there's two dozen out there. You go to Ontario, there's even more. And in the States, I mean, there's a shit ton down there. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, I was curious to see if you did want to, you know, progress and, you know, travel a little bit more yeah like the if if the chance is there and i can make it happen i would love to just mm-hmm. for the like the, for the experience of it because it's like it's a story to tell the kids or or my friends or, or whoever so um if it's something i can do i would really like to make the effort to try and do it mm-hmm. um like it, it's kind of hard going away for the weekend uh, away from away from my kids because that's like all the pressures on on nicole at home but um you know she she lets me do it and uh you know i'm i miss them when i'm gone but like it's the it's an experience that uh i might not get the chance to do it yeah. again so while i can i want to make it happen because i know at some point like my kids uh, are going to be involved with something every evening at some point so mm-hmm. i got i got a third one on the way um where and like i want to be dad at the soccer field yeah. or hockey or swimming or whatever they're interested in. Like I, I want to be a part of that. And you know, the day is going to come where it's like, all right, well it's take the kids here or wrestle. And obviously, and like, I might want to be dad yeah. first and foremost. So um, like I said, in the meantime, if I can make these shows work and everything's okay at home, I'm going to do my best to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good having that support system, mm-hmm. like that it's something you love doing, knowing that, you know, your partner will be like, yeah, go for it, you know, doing that. But then also you having the self-awareness knowing that like, well, this isn't going to last forever and you want your family's first and foremost. So that comes first when it comes to, you know, the kids getting older and being a part of their lives, because I'm sure there's some guys out there who it's wrestling ride or die, you know, that's their go-to and they kind of forget about that. But knowing that you have that awareness, your priorities in order, I mean, that's, that's a huge huge kudos yeah and like maybe things would be different if i was 10 years younger than i am and i wasn't uh like i didn't have my career job mm-hmm. and i didn't have my family like yeah and i was wrestling hey like maybe i do want to make a run at trying to you know get to wwe or AEW or japan or yeah. whatever like 
like I'm not saying like if someone else <laughs> wants to offer me a, a seven figure contract, like I'm not I'm going to oh, think yeah. about it. <laughs> like who wouldn't? But um, but yeah, like I'm I'm perfectly content doing the you know the weekend shows here, and mm-hmm. if there's a chance to go to Saskatchewan or Ontario or Alberta, yeah, like I I'll do that as well. But um, I have no real like aspirations of like being the WWE world champion yeah. because like I know like that's that's not the goal for me yeah um maybe 22 23 year old different uh, story exactly yeah but you know as a as a 35 year old no there's there's other priorities than wrestling well I mean I wanted to talk about your time in WPW so far because I mean the reactions you get when you come out they almost rival what a WWF champion reaction gets because I mean you walk out there and the crowd is just on fire from the second your music hits your walkout I mean they they love it and seeing your progression from the first match I saw you there to where you're at now it's unbelievable your in-ring work the reaction from the crowd it's it's amazing oh well uh, <laughs> thank you I, I really do appreciate that it uh, uh that particular crowd um and then specifically in, in the west end cultural center there where uh wpw runs the, the vast majority of their shows there's just something special about that crowd and that venue and uh yeah like i'm still kind of you know, blown away that I'm getting the reactions that I'm getting because like, again, like I never thought I was going to be like a fan favorite or however you want to put it. Um, I just wanted to go out, put on the best match that I could. And if, if people like it, great. If Mm -hmm. they don't, you know, that that's great too. Like everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And, and since wrestling is so subjective, the, you know, some guys can love my match. Some guys can hate my match. Yep. You know, I'm having fun and really that's all that matters. Um, but there's been a couple instances where, uh, like, you know, fans are, are coming to me after the show or at intermission or, or whatever. It's like, yeah, like, you know, you know, you had, you had the best match. Like you, you look like you look the most pro wrestler on the show. And to me, that's one of the, the best compliments I can get is like, they're, they're buying into what I'm doing, the, mm-hmm. whether it's the character or the wrestling or like I'm making them want to come to the next show yeah um so like i'm super appreciative of those comments um because it it makes me feel good that uh what i'm trying to do and what i think people will like in my head is coming across in the way that people are enjoying it Mm -hmm. um so when i when i come out and you know people get excited like i'm I'm, like i'm tingling like my my body's shaking i'm (laughs) I'm trying not to you know i'm trying to be that uh like straight faced uh you know ass kicker for for lack of a better term but like on the inside like, I'm like oh my god they, they like me they really like me yeah, kind of just so, pumping yeah like yeah. it's 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 a it's a great feeling it's um um like I, I can't even really compare it to uh like with with all the hockey i played like i played in some big games and i've scored some big goals um in front of some big crowds but even like the the 300 strong in the west end like oh, when you come out and you know they get on their feet and they start cheering and you know, they get like roth 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 like, oh god it's just it's it's something else mm-hmm. um i know we talked a little bit before we started recording and your match with mrb michael richard blaze at the museum show one of my favorites that i've seen i mean it's i put that up there with i've tweeted it out before i mentioned it the mars the specialist and aj sanchez match from a few years ago w at the uh, WPW West End show. I love that one. This one is right up there. I mean, it was incredible. I mean, the match you guys had from right off the bat was just go, you guys, coming out of intermission. I mean, you guys captured the audience, and I loved everything about that. I mean, I talked to MRB about it, and he mentioned that you guys had actually met prior to that through a training thing. Yeah. 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 So uh, my brother lives in Alberta. Uh, He moved out there uh my sister-in-law is a lawyer out there, so uh, they they moved out there to to follow her up uh, her on her career there. And he was involved in some wrestling training, and uh, and then he also uh, coaches some amateur wrestling out there too. But he was doing some training with uh, uh, with MRB, and then my daughter had excuse me, my oldest daughter 
was just born and my brother says hey like i'm doing this this like weekend camp like why don't you why don't you come out mm-hmm. and like okay like yeah you, you know you can meet your niece and we'll make a a, a nice little trip out of it yeah. it's like we'll we'll go do the training during the day and then whether it was like go to the west edmonton mall at night or for dinner or, or whatever yeah so we go do the camp and uh mrb is running it and i you know i guess i kind of impressed uh with just on my athleticism and you know show me something once and i was able to do it pretty mm-hmm. much right away um which i've been lucky enough to kind of do with everything in in athletics that uh, show me something and once and then 10 minutes later i'm i'm pretty good at it and, uh so do the camp and then it kind of like re uh, ignited the the idea of like yeah maybe i should try wrestling again because mm-hmm. this was uh october of 2019 so i had already done like the two or three months with aj a yep. couple of years prior and i do this camp like oh yeah like you know yeah i think i want to try this again it's just when's the right time mm-hmm. and then like i said it wasn't until the following august where i was like, okay like i, I want to do it again um and then i get uh get told like yeah like you know one of these upcoming shows you're gonna you're gonna wrestle mrb like oh that's that's great Mm -hmm. um and then like he had actually wrestled uh bobby shank i think it was the september show last year so i see him before the show and uh so like i i recognize him uh and i was kind of doubting he he would recognize me (laughs) um but uh so i go hey man how's it going like it's good to see you again mm-hmm. kind of gives me the you, like, do you remember the camp you did a couple of years ago and these two brothers that showed up and then like his face gives like the oh, it's you kind mm-hmm. of a thing and, like obviously like i didn't have a mustache then but uh <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh he's like oh yeah like, that's great like it's great to see you like obviously you've, you've continued on like that's awesome and and then like we found out we were wrestling each other and i think we both were very excited um to get in the ring and kind of see what uh what both of us could do um and uh yeah like that match it was it was a lot of fun uh i think the uh the crowd really enjoyed it the live crowd um yeah it was it was uh one of one of my favorite matches that i've been able to be a part of so far for Mm -hmm. sure yeah i mean that one uh, you had you faced off with aj at the last wpw show i don't think anybody i know i didn't and i was not expecting you to be victorious as soon as you were but i mean the reaction after you won was a pop that i have not heard in a long time because i mean i think everyone there's like expecting a longer match you know yeah nobody thought you know it's gonna that you were gonna be victorious that quickly and then it happened and hearing the reaction it was a combination of holy shit and what did we just see because that's a big moment there so that was huge yeah like um i mean obviously he's the the former uh uh, wpw champion so like going into that i'm like oh this is kind of like a big shot for me like Mm -hmm. i get to wrestle the former champ and like i want to put on a really good show and do my best and then like to get it done as quick as as quick as it it was is kind of you know a nice little feather in the cap to mm-hmm. to have that uh, uh be i think it was under under two minutes i think they said it was but um oh i'm hoping one day down the road we can we can do it again because uh i think I, I respect the hell out of aj mm-hmm. and uh i think he's one of the most underrated uh not just big big wrestlers but like wrestlers in general um that uh maybe he should have gotten more than what he's gotten with professional wrestling. Yeah. He's someone that I think everybody in Canada involved in wrestling knows of him, but he doesn't get the respect that he probably should for what he's given to wrestling and what he's done so far. Yeah. He's, he's incredible. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the first thing you see him see about him is, is his size. And yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a big dude, but, uh, like his, uh, his, his work in the ring and like his, his cardio in the ring, like you, you wouldn't expect that from a guy of his mm-hmm. size, but like he can go and like his athleticism is, it's incredible. Like my, uh, uh, like my, 
my partner's dad had come to watch a couple of shows though and he AJ just impresses the hell out of him. Yeah. Um so like like I want to wrestle guys like AJ because mm-hmm. I think uh, I'm not going to get better unless I wrestle better wrestlers. Yeah. So um your AJs of the uh of the world like those are those are the guys I want to be in the ring with at this point. Oh, well, I know the most recent CWE tour out in uh, Saskatchewan, you wrestled a few shows out there, correct? Yes. Uh, I mean, Jimmy Jacobs, Mentolo. I mean, so you're wrestling these guys who have been around for a while, who have done so much in wrestling. And I mean, even I know uh, Danny Duggan's been aligned with you the past little bit. You mm-hmm. know? So you're being able to, you know, kind of learn so much from guys like that, being able to pick their brain. So it's only going to allow you to progress and develop yourself more and more. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I mean, you can. Look, I think you can learn something from every match, whether they're the best wrestler or, you know, the, the not so good wrestler. There's something to take away from every match. Um, but being in a fortunate position that I'm in, where I'm being in, uh, put in matches with guys that have, like, quote unquote, like have have made it, like mm-hmm. like like a Jimmy Jacobs or like I got. Uh, um, I'm wrestling Chris Masters in a few days mm-hmm. in Morden. Uh, so a guy that's like made it to arguably the, the best wrestling company in the world. Um, so like I'm I'm really looking forward to that to to see how I um, how I can you know step up to to, to that level and, yeah. and see how I perform. So um, yeah, it's it's been it's kind of wild to think that yeah, like I'm wrestling a guy I watched on TV as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, the, the position I, I find myself in at this point is, uh, you know, it makes me feel good. I'm like, I'm, I'm happy with how I'm, I'm progressing and like, obviously I still want to get better so I can, uh, put on better matches. But, uh, like I said, like sometimes you just, you need to be, in, uh, facing off with the guys that have like been there or, or have done it longer, know more about it so they can, uh, like help you along the way as well. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where like they've been able to do so much and experience so much already that like you know you you know a few years into it I mean you want to be able to you know challenge your, yourself against them because they're the ones with all this, the experience in the ring you know life experience when it comes to wrestling that sort of thing so to be able to go in there face off with them you're going to be able to learn more you know more things to help you add to yourself to continue to grow yeah exactly yeah. like it's. Also, it's not like just the wrestling. It's the point where the like the ins and outs of the, of the business. I want to learn as well. So, yeah. yeah. Um, just uh, all in all, being uh, like a professional, like mm-hmm. I, I try to th- think myself as being a professional in all aspects of it. So, um, any help along the way, like I'm open to to criticisms and and all that kind of stuff, and everything is uh, is is greatly appreciated because at the end of the day. I just I just want to get better so I can help produce a better product. Yeah. Since, you know, becoming a wrestler, you know, getting involved with it, was there anything that surprised you before, like that you've learned that kind of surprised you from when you first started training? Um Yeah, it's it's I think uh, maybe the timing is probably a big one. Um, like just coming from hockey, like where it's, I think it's, it's similar, but it's not like, it's a, like hockey is a very fast paced game. And then like, and sometimes it's wrestling. Like I want to, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. But no, like, no, let's slow it down. Let it breathe. Um, let them react that kind of stuff. So I'm still the pacing of, a y- match. Yeah, yeah. So I'm still yeah. kind of learning uh, things like that. Uh, I mean, some of the, the character work I think is my biggest flaw at this point right now. Um, I like, I just, that's, you, you try to feed off the crowd, whether you, you know, it's good or bad. Like I s- still have a little bit of difficulty doing that. I think, um, you know, I'm trying to get better every show. Like, you know, what can I do better? I'm asking like some of the guys, like, what, what do you see? What's, what can I do different? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so learning those kind of things and like little nuances of like, like the, with your entrance or, you know, or, uh, you know, like I said before, like, let, if you do this here, like let it breathe or, or yeah. what have you, like it's, there's more little things, um, that aren't so much the moves mm-hmm. are, uh, are, are more so what I'm are trying to learn at this point. 
and I know like for myself as a, you know, just from being a fan of it and watching and it's like, I know sometimes you're like, okay, well, like you want to see more and more and more, but it's like, well, no, you need that pacing. You need that breather in between a big move because I mean, that's what you're trying to work towards getting over. You know, if you do a huge move and then right away you're going back and doing another one, it's like, well, then what did that first one mean? You know, like let that show the impact that it's had. Yeah. And that's great where guys like, like AJ or Danny or Mentalo, um, or anyone else in, in the locker rooms and kind of step in and, and, and put their two cents in and like, I'm all ears. And it's like, yeah, like, like that, that makes sense. I get mm-hmm. it now. And then I can hopefully implement that in a match later on down mm-hmm. the road. Um, cause if, if I'm not getting the feedback and I think if I'm doing everything right, like just because like they got a pop or whatever, like maybe, maybe it could have been more. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's nice being able to have, uh, guys with with that kind of knowledge uh in the room at basically every show that Mm -hmm. i'm on okay i got a couple more for you then i'll let you go enjoy your sunday evening (laughs) as we record this um i like to get a match recommendation from everyone so one that you are a fan of uh not necessarily your own but just something you've watched whether it's on wwf anything like that a match that you want that you think the listener should go ahead and check out Oh, well, uh, my favorite match all time is Rock Hogan from uh, WrestleMania 18. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's that's an easy one for me to answer. I think uh, um, it's not the best wrestling match, but I think it's something you can show someone that isn't a fan or isn't as familiar with wrestling, like what wrestling, um, what it can be and how you can get the reaction uh, from people like when uh, like when Hogan like hits his pose like after throwing Rock back into the corner like I I still every time I watch it I get shivers because yeah. it's just like oh god that's awesome <laughs> like um, I think there's uh, just it's just the way they controlled the crowd mm-hmm. without having to do much and then just like it's just the reaction they were getting it was just it made me like oh yeah, like if I, I, I want to be a wrestler because of this match, mm-hmm. not not that I want it to be Hogan or I want it to be Rock, no. but like, like that's that's what I wanted. If I was to be a wrestler, like that's the kind of reaction I want to get. So the fact that they could turn their heads and garner a reaction oh, yeah. from doing that, like they had the crowd eating out of the palm of their hands that match. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then, like I said, is it the best wrestling match? No, like one of the what I think one of the best wrestling matches is is, is Bret Austin mm-hmm. from WrestleMania thirteen. Um, again, like more, uh, I thought like the execution of that match was great. And then, yeah, like the, the double turn and you know, all that, all that kind of stuff. So like those two matches I think are great. Um, a big fan of the, uh, the Okada Omega, uh, series of matches they had, mm-hmm. um, like almost anything with Kurt Angle. Was, I would, I, if I had to name one, uh, wrestler that. I think would be my favorite all time. I think I'd probably have to say Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like there's, uh, there's so many to choose from like, if, who's the, who's the greatest of all time? Like, well, like what's the categories? Like what, what makes the greatest of all time? Cause then like, if it's like, if it's like in ring ability, like, okay, you got your angle and uh, Brian Danielson or, or Michaels or Omega or Okada or, or guys from before my time that I'm mm-hmm. not, I can't name at the time. Um, or like just like, or if you're adding like character work into that, well then how do you not say Jericho or yeah or your guys like that? So like, I mean, it's, there's no real right or wrong answer. No. I'm just like, I'm, again, I'm just speaking from personal preference. But uh, but yeah, like the couple of matches there, yeah, like Rock Hogan, Brett Austin. I know, like it's one of those things because when you ask a question like you know your favorite match, it's. Or, you know, what's the the best match? You know, it's all subjective because it's your opinion. Because someone asks me, like, hey, what do you think is one of the best matches? And I'll be like, oh, Cena and Lesnar at SummerSlam. You know, to me, that was an incredible match. Yeah, you know, like it's... Absolutely. Because it's the story they told, the reaction that they were getting. Like, that was huge to me. I can go back and rewatch it. But, like, someone else will be like, well, no, it's, they, you know, it's not as good. They didn't work as well, you know, or whatever excuse someone might have. That's fine. To yeah. you, it's not that good. To me, I love it. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like there's, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but like there's there's a ton of matches I could recommend. Even like some Royal Rumbles I thought were mm-hmm. were really good. Or um, uh, I think I had another 
tape I had as a kid was like was it a 94 uh, deathmatch tournament. Was that the one, the 95 one in Japan with like Cactus and Terry yeah. and like Cactus Jack had the, he like was carrying out the big cross or whatever. Yeah. 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 And like the, yeah. the bed of nails. And yeah. Like, like, is that everyone's cup of tea? Like, no, but like I, I found it to be really entertaining. Yeah. And like there's an audience for that. So like, um, I think the majority would probably stick to your traditional, what you would see in, in WWE and mm-hmm. now kind of like what you would see in AEW. But I mean, I think there's something from wrestling that everyone, um, everyone could find something that they might enjoy, yes. whether it's the moves themselves, the character, the music, the presentation, um, just something. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like everything, but no. I think you're going to, there's something you can take away. Like, yeah, like that was actually pretty cool. I get it now. Yeah. I get why people like it. Yeah. So anytime I've took, taken someone new to a wrestling show, I say, go with an open mind. If you go thinking you're going to hate it, you won't like it, but you go with an open mind, you will find something out, out of that event that will like, you know, you'll be captivated by yeah. it. You know, you might necessarily become a wrestling fan, but you'll be like, okay, that was pretty cool. You know? So that's one thing I always say. Yeah, and like, and especially live. Yeah. Um, like if you're kind of like on the fence about like, ah, it's, you know, it's local wrestling. Like it's not going to be what I see on TV. Well, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to, you're not getting the 50 foot screens and the, uh, the lights and the thousands of people there. Like you might, there might only be a hundred people there, mm-hmm. but it's a way more intimate atmosphere. You're going to get a way better chance to make a connection with one of the wrestlers and we can make better connections with the fans. Um, because there is that more of an opportunity to, to make eye contact with someone in the crowd. Yeah. And, you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm in a hold or something and I'm reaching out to the fan, like I need your support. Like yeah. maybe that fans, Hey, yeah. Like go with this guy or whoever it is, mm-hmm. like, you know, kick his ass, whatever it's going to be. So like now you're invested. And, uh, I think once you're invested in it, now you can really enjoy it more and just, you know, kind of let yourself fall into the, uh, into the show mm-hmm. and once you get past that you you can enjoy the show so much better uh that's a perfect segue to my next one what do you have for upcoming shows uh yeah so uh i mean at the time of the record this recording um and when it comes out i will either have or i am wrestling chris masters um on i guess that would be june the 8th in morden then I will be uh, in the Elite Eight tournament with CWE on Friday, June the 9th in Winnipeg at the Holy Eucharist uh, Church uh, in East Kildonan. Uh, towards the end of the month on the 20th, is it 23rd, I think it is. Um, Friday the 23rd with Cloud9 Wrestling just outside of Reston. And then uh, I'll be back that night at Rookie's uh, Sports Bar. Uh, for the lethal lottery Mm -hmm. then moving into july i can be found in prince albert and saskatchewan again really enjoy uh, those trips out to saskatchewan and then so that's the 26th and 27th the 28th i'll be back in winnipeg for wpw and i think those are the those are the main ones uh coming up in the, the in, in the upcoming weeks so yeah, perfect we'd uh i know i'd love to see as many people come out to those shows uh as possible i know uh like all the all the other wrestlers uh really love the big crowds it mm-hmm. makes it's makes it more fun for everyone for sure uh to see to see the big crowds be loud whether you you love someone or you hate someone like you know don't be afraid to to shout it out you know when because uh, you know it's it makes speaking for myself it makes me feel special to know that you know, I'm getting some some kind of reaction as yeah. long as the fans enjoyed themselves then then uh, you know it makes me want to give that much more and put on the best show possible for sure um, any social media to plug anything like that if you want here's your yeah chance. I'm terrible at social media <laughs> and I know that's probably another thing that uh, I'm learning I need to be a little bit better at that Um the best one for me is probably just on Instagram, just uh, James Roth two three one nine. I do have uh, Facebook as well, but I don't don't really do too much on Facebook. That's just 
just straight. It's di- just there. Yeah, and and that's just straight Dylan Belmore. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so the big one's probably Instagram. Perfect. James, thank you so much for doing this. I truly appreciate it. Hey, man, thanks. Uh, thanks so much. This was a lot of fun. I've never done first podcast for me, so I hope uh, I hope this went well. And uh, you know, if everyone listened all the way through, thank you very much. And uh, I hope to see everyone at the next show. Thank you so much to James Roth for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, for stopping by Casa de Grainmaker, having a fun chat about wrestling. Thank you to him, and thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. So if it's your first time listening, you can find me up on Twitter at GrainmakerPod, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, up on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, email GrainmakerPodcast at gmail.com. I've got t-shirts available, 25 bucks a piece. Just hit me up or go to whatamaneuver.net, search Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. You can grab one off the site. And while you're at it, Go onto your Twitter, go onto your social medias, and shoot Love Wrestling a follow. Uh, you can find me up there every Saturday, sometimes Sunday mornings, with my good friend Pluggo doing four exposure as we take a look at the world of independent wrestling. There are so many incredible shows up on Love Wrestling, up on the YouTube, up on the Twitch streams. So definitely go and check it out. Shoot them a follow. Hit up the Patreon because, as you may or may not know, all of the video interviews that I do. Uh, the ones over the Zoom, StreamYard, etc., go up on the Patreon. So maybe you like to listen to the podcast. Maybe you want to see two two people just talking wrestling. Maybe it's the visual aspect. So go to Love Wrestling Patreon, shoot them a, a subscription. It, it's uh, very affordable, and you get so much great content. All across the Love Wrestling brands is some very incredible stuff. So definitely go shoot them a follow. And like I said, check out me and my good friend Pelago every Saturday morning, for exposure when this one comes out it's a sunday morning show because shoot jobs get in the way but say la vie so thanks again for checking out the podcast we'll talk soon